just go on from Rashi further on. It would seem by Yemer was said, but the Gemara just says they said Dabe. Okay, So this Yid came to Bovel and he says what they did in Eretz Yisrael. Sounds good, right? says What's the? You say it's an excellent halacha. What's so unique and novel and excellent about it? What's so special about it? Vahoma, what's his problem? Vahoma, Rav Kana, Omar Rav. Rav Kana said in the name of Rav. Lo yaschil, a yid shouldn't start saying the parsha whatsoever. But ve'im, he doesn't, not he's not allowed to. Rashi says if he doesn't need to, take a look at Rashi. Lo yaschil, says Rashi, ain't sorich la haschil vayoymer arvis. One doesn't have to say vayoymer in the evening. Why? Because it deals with parsha's tzitzis. And tzitzis doesn't pertain to the night. So one doesn't have to, said Rav Kana. But But if he does start the parsha, he's meant to com- com- complete it. So what are you telling me that they're doing something so excellent that they start and they and they omit? What's going on here? Says the Gemara. And if you're going to claim that the words is not called, it's not regarded as if they started. Because what did we say? They say Daber al Israel. Right, you recall? Since they say, What do they say? Whatever they say, I'm sorry. That's what they say. Right? You get it? So he says, And if you're going to say, is not regarded as if they've started the parsha, and that's all they said in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Gemara, no, Vahomer Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak Kumar Rav. Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak said in the name of Rav, Daber el Bnei Yisrael lo yavah haschol. If they, you just say Daber el Bnei Yisrael, that's not regarded as if you've said the beginning. You haven't started. Vadvar Vahomer Taleim hava haschol. But if you say Daber el Bnei Yisrael Vahomer Taleim, it is regarded as haschol. So what's going on? Answers the Gemara, Omer Rav Papa. So if so, what are you saying? What they what they're doing is excellent. It's not so excellent. If they said Daber el Bnei Yisrael Vahomer Taleim, so they should have concluded. And if they didn't conclude, they may have done the wrong thing. What he's saying, what they're doing is right. And says the Gemara, Omar of Papa, of Papa says, Kosavri, Bamarova, the people of the Eretz Yisrael, the Yidin and Ma Eretz Yisrael, they say, the Talmud of and Eretz Yisrael, are of the opinion, Vamarta Aleim, Nami Loi Hava Aschola, that the second part of Vamarta Aleim is also not regarded as if they're starting the, this parasha. Ad Omar Vosolohem Tzitzis. Unless they say also Vosolohem Tzitzis. That's the opinion of the Bnei Marova. In other words, the Bnei Bovel held when you say Dabla Bnei Sovamarta Aleim, that's called his Chalto, you started the parasha's Tzitzis, and therefore you can't, you have to continue the whole thing and say the whole thing. Okay? But in Amarava, they were of the opinion that if you say Dabra al-Bnei Yisrael, that is still not regarded as if you started, even though they agree with the principle that if you start, you have to finish. What is called regarded as if you started, if you say Vasulam Tzitzis. Now, Omar Abayi, so Abayi concludes, Hilkach therefore, Anan Aschulim Aschililim. We start the parsha. The Kamaschel Bemarov, because we follow with the Chachmei Eretz Yisrael. I saw, if I recall correctly, the Dineve, the Heilige Dineve, the Bnei Soschor, has a Sefer on Masech the Brothers. I didn't investigate it too much, but he just says it on this lotion of Abaye. Abaye says, Hilkar, therefore, and then we start off because the Maschel Bemarov. So he says, you know what this teaches us? That Yidin and Bovel have to identify with the Yidin of Eretz Yisrael, says the Dineve in the Sefer Magid Taluma. And therefore he says, that's why Abayi says, Abayi can keep out of trouble and say, listen, okay, so we're not going to say it at all. What do you have to stop for? Because once you start, you get into trouble, right? If you start, so what is regarded as starting? Double, if you're going to do what they do, any, anything you start, you say, double, you have to conclude the whole thing. So don't start. He says, no, we're going to start because we want to follow in the path of the Chachmei Eretz Yisrael. We're doing what Eretz Yisrael does. We have to remember Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, yeah, you have to remember the new president in Israel. But, the new, okay, you don't know, you come to the shir, you hear about it. You see, the news, the current events, I'll tell you why it's cute. Because he got up in his speech and he says, Nishtum Besmeder's result, he says, people say, yeah, these are unified, the see them unified, he says, you know what? Seven generations ago, they made already unity, the Misnagdim with the because my great, 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 great grandfather made the Aliyah, his name is Rivlin, and Rivlin was a very Choshev Mishpacha and Hagro, and they made Aliyah in the late 1700s. There it is, wrong. 30 years later, there was another Mishpachas Rivlin who's made Aliyah, Aliyah. Before there was a Medina and all that stuff, yeah? 
and another mishpachas ruvin, and they were this, uh, they were this chesidim of the Balatanya. And he says as follows: My father, my father is from the Talmidi Hagro, and my mother is from the Rivlin family, from the Talmidim of the Magen. They got married in Yerushalayim. So he says seven generations. Of, he didn't say it now. He says this was a couple of months ago, a couple of years ago. He said it by a talk. Dicker. Before Advaita, I'm sorry. Why am I talking about it? So Hilka Hanana, so therefore we're doing what Eretz Yisrael does. Okay, finished Eretz Yisrael. Yeah. So we're moving on. Because they start in Marova and Israel. We start, so we have the rule. Once we start, you have to finish. We have to conclude. Ravkana says, Don't start in the first place. Don't look for trouble. But if you started, Rav never said it. Ravkana never said it. Ravkana never said it. Ravkana never said it. Okay, Rashi. Why do we start the whole Okay, that's it. All's fine. Now, the Rogachover going in the manuscript. Who walked away? Ah, so don't have a seat, it's good. He's gone. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't get to another shoe. So don't know. Okay, I'll call him in this Xavyat from the Rogachover going. I'm a sector baroch is the Fidalo Demet Base. Just published Baruch Hashem, yeah? Good. You know that. Everybody knows. Good. So he treats this Gemara, and basically he wants to understand what's going on. What is the Machloikis? He is out to explain what is the Machloikis between the Bnei Marova and the Bnei Eretz the Bnei Eretz Yisrael, the Bnei Marova, and the Chachmei Bovel and in Bovel. In other words, in Eretz Yisrael, they were of the opinion that if you say Daber El Bnei Yisrael Marta Aleim, in other words, everybody agrees to the principle. If you start reading the Parsha Shema, you have to conclude the whole thing. Question is, what is regarded as starting? So in Eretz Yisrael, they were of the opinion that if you say Daber El Bnei Yisrael Marta Aleim, that's not regarded as Aschola. Oh, but in Eretz Yisrael, until you say also in Tzitzis, but in Bovel, they regarded Daber El Bnei Yisrael Marta Aleim as Aschola. What's the basis of their argument? So we will come to the Rabbi Shover towards the end. Okay? There's a section I understand, and there's a section I don't understand. You can record it, I don't care. Because it's a mess when you do it, when I understand a section of the Rabbi Shavar. So record it, who cares? It's all Zion. Let me phone a bite. But here, what is mostly interesting, it's funny, isn't it? I don't care what's wrong. It's all Zion. It's in shield, I'm looking the madness, now. That's all, no choice. You know, if we'll have it in the other room, then I'll tell you. <laughs> Phony, baloney. Okay, listen here. What is most interesting, there's a major Shaila which the Rishonim are bothered with. Uh, I would doubt very much if the Rogic, with the Rogachovist Torah it is reconciled. I'm not sure. I haven't thought about it. But whatever the case is, before we come to what the Rogachovist says, uh, possibly it will shed light on the approach of the Rogachovist. And this is a start. The Rajba. Rajba. Kedusha Rajba. Sounds like a simple Gemara, right? Good. The Rajba asks an obvious question. He says he doesn't understand. We have a rule. We've learned before and after. This is the Gemara Mesechta Megillah, Mesechta Tainis, in many places. At Kol Parsha Dori Paske Moesha Anale Paskina. In other words, we have to follow with the. We've learned this Mesechta Kedushin, right? We've dealt with it. Treaters. The rule is, what was that? It's all in the notes? God, who cares? Let it be. Let it be. I'm not going to repeat it. I saw it. Don't worry about it. I have one of those and I saw it. Let's go. <laughs> Whatever will be, will be. No, I know that song. That song I know. Sorry. Asks the Rajba, we know the rule is that you have no right to break up psukim, which aren't the breakup of psukim is by Moshe Rabbeinu, right? And therefore it depends on the cantillations or the psukim, etc., right? Question is, how then were the, uh, the Bnei Marova allowed to do what they did? What did they do? <laughs> because there's no partial sisters at night, so they're at, they keep out of trouble, and they say, therefore, we'll only say, finish, keep out of trouble. Mm-hmm. The Memes is, uh, if, uh, according to the Yad HaMelech and Hilchas Kriyashma, who is a Neched of the Neudibi Yehuda, and so are you. Good. Uh, yeah. Is uh, I'll call upon him in Yad HaMelech, Abavusta Choshev, a safer on Rambam. 
So in Hilchas Krishma, he brings the Rajba and he understands that the Rajba is referring, explains the Gemara that they're saying the Ani Hashem Alokechem of Pasuk, of, of not the end of the parsha, but the, the one in the middle, Ani Hashem Alokechem, right in the middle. Mamish in the middle. So that Mamish break everything up, it's Gifarlach. Mm-hmm. What right did the Bnei Marava have to do that? Now the Rajba answers what he answers, we'll soon come to it in a moment. And he says something very important, and we don't understand it. And possibly, like uh, a premise of what the Rajva is saying, maybe I understand better what the Rokachavar is going to saying. Okay. Uh, nevertheless, before we come to what the Rajva says, let me just bring your attention what others say. Do you have your Chumash? Good. If you remember, we once mentioned an interesting. What's the Shambra? What are you talking about? Oh, see, he remembers. Exactly. When we treated that and dealt with that, we then introduced, we, we mentioned a, a, a Sefer Mogengi Boirim from Rabbi Yosef Shol Natanzon and his brother. Together, they wrote brothers, wrote for him, look at that mamish novel. I've seen even today, it's become a, it's like a phenomenon. That Chavrusis give out a sefer together, whatever, it's a nice thing. Okay, so they wrote a sefer called Mogengi Burn, one of a very chosh of a lomdish sefer on Shulchan Aruch HaRachayim. I've read any of the books from the uh, former chief rabbi of uh, England. Uh, someone gave me for yeah. present now. Okay. I look and he quotes his, uh, from his brother, uh, Oliver Sacks, who's a psychologist. So he quotes his brother, quotes that's okay. Uh, listen, that, a bachlal that a brother should quote a brother is unique and novel, do you get it? <laughs> but are they called his brother? We're talking about that together they, they comprised and compiled the sefer. Mm-hmm. They put together and wrote the sefer together. Mm-hmm. They learned together and wrote it together, whatever. So in the sefer Mogin Giburim, he quotes in Simon, in Hilchas Kriyashman, Simon Samachalef, he quotes a Shailas Shuvas Yochin Uboyas, where there he says an interesting thing that the whole problem of breaking up sukim is. It's not, you, it's not always judged according to the breakup or breakdown, however you say it, yeah? Breakup of the psukim, the way we have in front of us, Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalot, Hevav, Zion, right? Even though the Sefer doesn't, doesn't have it, but nevertheless, that's the, the breakup of the, of the posuk. It also depends, definitely that's what the meaning is. Called means we have no right to start off in the middle of a posuk. Right? Or to stop in the middle of a pasuk. We have to start where Moshe Rabbeinu starts and stop where Moshe Rabbeinu stops. Right? Uh, but it also is dependent on the cantillations. In other words, you have right to stop and start in the middle of a pasuk depending on the trap. That's what he says there and with that he reconciles your mashishi, etc., etc. We discussed then. Well, basically he uh, says that with that we can appreciate what's going on here. Take a look. Take a look. Open up your chumash. You get it? It's not an asnachto, but it's a zokeb cotton, whatever you call it over there. You get it? Pause. Right? Comma, like so to speak. And then, so that's good, you can stop there. And then, the last one anyway. He, uh, anyway, he talks about the first one. But the last one, hello, the last, at the end is very good. If it's the last one, it's the end. Ani Hashem Elokechem. What's the problem? Because right before it, there's an asnachta. It says, Lelokim. Ani Hashem Elokechem. Asher etzesi eschem meyeretz mitzrayim leyeyes lochem lelokim esnachta. Right? That's a full stop. In the middle of the pasuk, right? Esnachta. So then you can say, Ani Hashem Elokechem. So based on the cantillations, that is no, there's no shaila of what the Bnei Marova did. Okay, the Chsam Soifer, if you remember, Mamash undid in total this pshat from a Mefurah Shigimor, it's a Chsam Soifer. In Shuvah, Shadows of Shuvah, Erechaim Simen Yud, he quotes it and he says, it's against the Mefurah Shigimor, we're not going to bother mentioning the Gemara, but it's the Mamash, an explicit Gemara, the Gemara quotes a Posik, says there's a problem with breaking up the Posuk. He says, look in the Posuk, you see according to the cantillations there shouldn't be a problem. Nevertheless, the Gemara makes, makes an issue of it. So what the Mogadon Giburim says is null and void. That's Shubh's Chassam There's another beautiful, simple, interesting approach, and that is which we, what we once discussed. In the Sechte Kedush Daf Lamed Omud Beis. Yeah, Lamed. Where there the Gemara discussed about, the Gemara raised the issue of, uh, of the breakup of the psukim and the amount of the psukim of the Torah. You remember the Gemara gave, sets down a number, right? 
how many psukim the Torah has and the Tilim has and the Divriyayomim has, etc. Anyway, the Gemara brings to our attention that in Eretz Yisrael, then he says, says the Gemara, we're not bokim psukim, says the Gemara. How do you know, why aren't we bokim psukim? We're, we're, not, we're not fluent in the breakup of the psukim, says the Gemara. I'll bring you a posuk that in Eretz Yisrael, they take that posuk and cut it into three. So there's a posuk quoted in the Gemara in the Sechte Kedushin Davlavet. With Eretz Yisrael, they can even cut it into three. Now, listen, listen. <coughs> the Haflor learns in the Sechte Kedushin, in the Makna, he says that refers only to that posuk. We discussed this once before. But, Rabbi Yankiv, in the end of the Sechte, Megillah learns that the Shita Sayyidu Shalmi is, and the Shita Sayyidu Shalmi, the Gemara says at the end of the Sechte, Megillah, that they, they have their Simchas Torah once in three years. We have Simchas Torah yearly. Because we read the whole, all the parashiers throughout the year. But the Bnei Eretz Yisrael finish their Sefer Torah achas l'shol l'shol. Once in three years. Says the Rabbi Ankevelden, that's the meaning. And it bases is, well, that's the reason why it says in Mesechta Kedushin that they split the Posek in three. They do that to every single Posek in the Chumash. They split the Posek in three. Nice, right? Says the Gerebe, doesn't say all of what I just said to you, but on his own he says in the Sefer Imriyemes on Mesichte Prochas, and in the Sefer Nitzutze Or from Rabbi Reuven Margolis on Mesichte Prochas, they say on their own the Bnei Marav the Bnei Eretz Yisrael split up Sukim into three. So our pasuk is wonderful. There's no Shaila. What do they do? Dabral Bnei Yisrael Marat That's one pasuk. Bosolam Tzitzis until Aniyashem Alokechem. There's another pasuk. A third posse is on Yeshem Alokechem. No worries. That's Shita's blame my rubber. Shida falls away. No issues. Good. Now we're coming to something now. The Pshat of the Rajma. <coughs> and it seems it needs a lot of explanation. The Rajma says as follows. The Rajma says there's no problem of breaking up the posse. You know why? Because we haven't yet introduced the gist of the posse. The mitzvah. The ikar of the posuk is tzitzis. So he says, as long as you haven't introduced the ikar of the posuk, which is the mitzvah of tzitzis, you're not, this shayla of kopsuka de lepaske moisha, anan lepaskinam, is not applicable. That's what the Rajba says in Chidushi or Rajba, Dibur Hamaskalar of Popo Omar, in Chidushi or Rajba, Daf Yud Daladom Abbezim is the brothers. Okay? The fact is so, Mitaka didn't start talking about tzitzis, but he wants to say, therefore, this principle doesn't apply. In other words, if we would split up the parasha of tzitzis into two, or the three, or one, or split on your own, that's a problem, says the Rajma. But if you split up this posse, as long as you haven't started the topic, it's not a problem. Says the Yad HaMelech, I don't know what he's talking about. What does he say? Well, Zoktev, I'll bring you a Mufurish Sugiya in Parshas Bilam. The Sugiya is wherever the Gemara deals with these issues of not splitting up Sukim. It's not, you see, it doesn't work. It doesn't fit. It makes no difference. It has nothing to do with the whole thing. Even if you don't start the topic, there's a shayla of splitting up sukin. How can the Rajma say what he says and what's the meaning of what he's saying? Then he has another simple, he raises another couple of simple issues. Obvious questions. What's going on here? The Gemara has a whole issue between the Bnei Eretz Yisrael and the Bnei Bovel. The Bnei Eretz Yisrael said, Daber el Bnei Yisrael v'amart the Bnei Bovel said, Dabel Bnei Yisrael Bamartale. Bnei Yisrael had no problem with it because it's not regarded as if they started. We'll discuss that later on. Or whatever, soon. The Bnei Bovel felt better, that's a problem, it's as if they started, therefore. So don't say Dabel Bnei Yisrael Bamartale. Say by Yemer Shemel Meshalem, Dabel Bnei Yisrael. Who says you have to say Bamartale? What's going on here? It's clear from the Gemara that Bamartale was said. The Bnei Eretz Yisrael are also saying it. Question is, how, if you say it, you should say the whole thing. Like the Bnei Eretz Yisrael, the Bnei Bovel. So the Gemara, no, the Bnei Eretz they're arguing, is Valmar Ta'alein regarded if you started the parasha, it's not regarded. But what do you have to start get into trouble? Only forget about it, just don't say it. Say, you say you're not saying those ones, it's right. So say, keep out of it and finish Another third major question. 
We know very well, even though tzitzis, partial tzitzis is not applicable to night time, you know where tzitzis at night, there's no mitzvah tzitzis at night, etc., right? Nevertheless, we say the partial tzitzis. Why? Because there's a mitzvah being masking yitzis and trying to yemu balayla. So we're saying the partial tzitzis because it's mentioned as yitzis and trying. Correct? And that's what the Rambam starts with the Kriya Shema Perikalaf Aleph, that we say all the three portions, right? And we also say it in the evening. And he says, even though this mitzvah, <coughs> and he says, the reason why we say Parashat Tzitzit by night is because of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, as Yitzhak Mitzrayim, by day and by night. Right? So if that's the case, why didn't the Bnei Eretz Yisrael, what did the Bnei Eretz Yisrael? They didn't mention Parashat Tzitzit, right? And they're only saying on Yisham Alokechem. But what's with Parashat Yitzhak Mitzrayim? The Gemara didn't seem to be bothered with that. Why doesn't the Gemara ask him? And why did they do that? Because they have a problem with the Yitzhak Mitzrayim. True, the Gemara talks later in the page yeah. about the Yitzhak Mitzrayim yeah. that maybe you Yitzhak with the Emes Vayamuna, right? Yeah. But the Gemara doesn't even, is not even disturbed about it. The Gemara says clearly that the only reason the Bnei Yitzhak Mitzrayim op- cut out this part, cancel out this part, because Tzitzis is the problem. But everything else besides Tzitzis is not a problem, right? They're also with our opinion, like the Mishnah says, you have to mention Yitzhak Mitzrayim by night. So the Gemara should have said that they say, why didn't they also say? Right? And then they should say, Sorry, the last possible. They should have said the whole possible. And mention the Yitzhak Shrine by night. So they are cutting out Tzitzis and Yitzhak Shrine. Why? So what's really happening? What's going on there? Says the Yad Melech. Says the Yad Melech something exception. <clears throat> and what he wants to say, he says, that's what the Malusi, you see the Gemara says? He, they came around saying, you know, Omar Rav Yehoshua, come a Mal Not asking you, big deal. I mean, it's a Gemara, right? And he says, come a Mal they translate how excellent this din is. You know, what's the excellence of the din? He said, this part they omitted, this part, what's the big deal? What's the excellence? And the Greidit said, Tzadik asks the Shem Shaila, what's this excellence? What's the big deal? What's happening here? Something behind it. Get ready. Unbelievable. Murdered. Now, this Bechlau, the Tzushtel, this parallel, is brought by the Yadam Melech, also by the Chsem Sefer. In Chuvas Erechaim is Simon Yud, which he heard from his. From his Chutmachutm, I think he says there. From someone from Amsterdam, I think his Machutm, I don't remember. And also by the graduates of Tzadik, also by the Maratzchais. Many of them bring this to our attention in different forms and fashions. But this is the way the Yad Melech introduces it. And with this he explains the Rajma. Open up, the, open up your Chumish. Open up your Chumish. It's phenomenal. It's just simple, but it's beautiful. And then you'll see how excellent this, this statement is. Parshas Achrei. Pasuk. Parsha Yudches. Come on. Shem Tzachnish. Page 648 in your stone edition. You have to finish nine o'clock. We'll finish, hopefully. We know. Come on, come on, quick. Six forty-eight. I'm rushing now. Let's read. Good. What does it say by us? Please. Do you mind? I hope you didn't put your bookmark on an eight sixteen. Oh, come on. Hey. Yeah, we got it. We got it. I don't know what you got. You turned it and you have to come back. So put yeah, there's a bookmark. There's a, use the bookmark. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Just for your own safety. I mean for your own convenience. Okay, okay. Not a problem. Read on. You guys didn't even see what he just did here. Unbelievable! What did the Bnei Marava do? They took Parsha Shlach, right? They have a problem with Parsha Tzitzis. So what do they do? They cut out Parsha Tzitzis. What do they say? They say, Daber al Bnei Yisroel, ve'omarta aleyen, ani Hashem alokeich. Says the Yad HaMelech, the Rajba, this is behind the Rajba's words. That's the backdrop. That's underneath the Rajba. That's the secret of the Rajba. The Rajba mean conveys to us, you should know, that you know what they why they chose to word the Posak in such a manner? They're reading Parsha's Tzitzis because there's a major problem. How and what right do they have 
to split up Sukkim on their own and cut things out when Moshe Rabbeinu presented it the way it's presented in the Chumash. So they were Mamzi Hamzo. They found the Posuk in the Torah where it says, Dabarel Bnei Yisroel, Ve'omarta Aleyem, Ani Hashem Elokeichem. Where is it? Here! It's a whole Pasuk! So when a Yid reads Parsha Sitzis and it says, and he says, Vayemar Hashem El Moshe that's one Pasuk. Then he says, Dabarel Bnei Yisroel, Ve'omarta Aleyem, Ani Hashem Elokeichem. Has he taken a Pasuk and cut it into pieces? Of course not. But then they include You want to relax? And this is at the end. You can say what you want at the end. At the end. At the end. What's wrong with saying things at the end? Okay. You can go on, you sing a lot of different prayers throughout the day. So does that mean that you change the text of the Pesach, which you said at the beginning of the day? Of course not. It's nothing to do. It's at the end. So you ended the Pesach, and then you say Emes. You say Amen, you say Emes, you say what you like. But they haven't, mm-hmm. uh, so to uh, uh, yeah. Get it? Nifla Mamish, Givaldic. So that's what the Raj was saying. You know why there's no shaila of undoing this pasuk? Because they don't, they haven't started, says the Raj, but they haven't started discussing tzitzis. So what about if they haven't started discussing tzitzis? So therefore they're only saying So therefore they're just repeating the pasuk of Parshas Achrei. So there's no shaila. Beautiful. So with that. The Rajba, with this we've reconciled, says the other, the other two questions we had. What was the other two questions? Why do they have to look for trouble and also say, and get into trouble and say, ah, do we start? Is that regarded as if we started it off? Let's just say, what do we have to say? And another question we had, why don't they say the whole, the whole of the last posuk? They should say. They should have said, Why they're cutting out tzitzis and the shrine? Mm-hmm. Ah, says the Adam. If you knew the secret of the Rashba, you would know. Yes. Of course, we're looking to save their skin. And we're trying to explain them and understand them. So they have to mamish say verbatim the posuk of Pasha's Achrei. Therefore, they have to cut out tzitzis and shrine. Therefore, they have to save our Marta. And therefore, they're saying, as a shame, oh, it's a shame. As a shame, a long, simply as cautious and cautious, a beautiful shtikli adamelech. I read it twice today. Once three o'clock and once seven o'clock. It's so nice. Good. Okay. Like I say, the, 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 the premise is found in, in, uh, in the other achroinim, but in truth, it's a mefurish shitim mekubetis. The Shittu Mekubetas asks, now the Yad Melech explains the Rajba to me like we just said, even though it doesn't say in the Rajba. But if you take out a Shittu Mekubetas, okay, in the Shittu Mekubetas he asks the Shaila outright, the same Kasha of the Rajba. What right did the Bnei Marova have to cut the Pasuk up, right? And omit this and put this in, etc. And he, gave, he gives two answers. One answer he says that due to the fact that they read the Shema, the Parshas Vayomer, completely, right, without omissions, in the morning, so they have no shiloh about omitting it in the evening. That's one pshat, the Shita Mikubetsa says. What's pshat? I couldn't understand. Until Nizdamna Liyodi, I don't have the set, but I have one volume or two or three volumes at home. It's a ritva, chidushe haritva, from Mochana Talmud HaYisraeli. It's a new chidushe haritva, which they're publishing. They're like beige colors, Going to different all public libraries, you know, from libraries, yeshiva libraries. It's everybody has them, or even Rabbonim have it, whatever. The Iker. So uh, that's published from manuscripts. Whatever it is, yeah. Oh, now it's Shavua Sefer, right? Now in Yerushalayim, after Shavuos, there's a Shavua Sefer by Moshe Darav Cook or all these different institutions. You can get it for dirt cheap. Not Mamash, but whatever. Shkolim. Okay, let's move. Hello. So in the Chidush Ritva, which, which was edited by Rab Moshe Herschler Olav HaSholem, or Big Talmud Chochem, and he claims that the Chidush Ha-Ritva, the Shittah which we have, is in premise the Chidush Ha-Ritva, which has been newly published. So basically the whole section of the Shittah Mekubetzes is in the Chidush Ha-Ritva. So there he explains this section, he says, what is the meaning? Why is it good enough? Because I said com- the whole Krishna completely in the morning. There's no problem with the omissions in the evening. And Akmami couldn't understand what's it have to do. He claims that according to this Rajban, he sends us off to a Talmud, one of the other Rishayim, the Iker. He says the reason why one is 
prohibited to break up sukkim because we have to follow what Moshe Rabbeinu says. You can't do things on your own. You're not your own balabas. Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai. So you have to do as Moshe was Makabal Torah Misinai. You had this. No, you have no right to play games. Who are you? We're just little pawns on the chess game, right? You have to follow orders. But if you followed orders and sh you show you're an Erlach and you said the whole Krishna in the morning, right? You said the way Moshe Rabbeinu said it. And by night you omit it, and only by night that shows that there must be a reason why you're omitting it. In other words, there's a Shiloh maybe. Why to say the whole complete? So if you're always saying it with omissions, oh no. That means you're taking your own path. You're, play, you're, doing, you're going your own way. You're not following your Moshe Rabbeinu. That's no good. But if you said it in the morning, completely like Moshe Rabbeinu says in Torah. And then by night you omit it, that shows that there must be a good reading, reason halachically, and then there's an allowance. Because we're following with Moshe Rabbeinu. That's his shot. That's what the Raj, that's what the, the Shittu says. Another shot the Shittu says, V'yesh Omrim, this answer. Why were they allowed to say and undo this posuk? Because there's a posuk in Parshas Achrei. So the Shittu Mikubetzes and the Ritva say it clearly. This is what the Yad HaMelech and the other Meforshim say. Is the meaning of the Rajbur around the round. They bring it from the Shita Mikubetzes. Basically going back. Well, I'm just drawing you all a cup with a, different, a lot of different names. But it's important to know where it's all coming from. The Iker is that, again, going back. How are the Bnei Ma'arova allowed to do what they're doing? Says the Shita Mikubetzes at the end of the day. Because it's a possible Parshas Achra. And the question is, if that's the case, what can be wrong with it? Well, Sounds well, good. Well, and if so, why are the Bnei Bubble? You're mixing out, you see, it's Misraim. So that's a separate, don't repeat the old questions. Forget about it. We're going, we're going further. That's a separate issue. We were talking to everybody about the pessimism of Yitzhak Misraim. They're getting Yitzhak Misraim and Emesvah Muna. They have other ways of getting it, but they have no choice. Finished. Okay. So we fixed that up already. Now we're going back to wonder why the Bnei Bubble. So no, the Bnei Yitzhak are all good. We fixed it up. Uh -huh. Didn't we? Well, I don't know if we fixed it. What up. I mean, of course but we did. We, we explained. Only fixed up by the, the, well, the, the, the second reason is, is very good because uh, they got found a apostle. So uh, I mean, once once they missed that, that out, they, they had, they, they had to miss out. They we're had to miss out. Yeah, we're talking. So about they had to miss out the other one yeah, as well. Yeah, we're sticking to that. That's that. Yeah. Finished. So everything's good. Yeah. That's where we we going on with that. So the Shittu Bikubetzer says that. Well, if that's a good enough reason, why would the Bnei Bavel have a problem with it? Why would the Bnei Bavel have a problem with it? The Bnei Bavel aren't happy with it. They say once you start, what you start, mm -hmm. you then have to complete it because it's called regarded as if you started. But why have you started? You haven't started anything. You haven't, if you would have said, you've started. You haven't started a thing. You just said, mm -hmm. so you're just repeating what it says in Pasha Zachary. That's exactly the question. Why? It says in Pasha Zachary also. So why is it regarded as if you started? So the Mephorshim explained. And this is actually a good question on the Shittim Mikubetzes. The Imre Emes, the Gerer Rebbe says, I don't understand what the Shittim Mikubetzes is saying. He doesn't mean the Shittim is Akhrenim. And Rav Soloveitchik from Boston, it is Sefer Shimas Shiorim, whatever, a new Sefer on Besech the Brochus published of Shanaim Beis. He asks the same question, I don't know what he's talking about. He says, what's it have to do? Just because there's another Posik in the Torah, which identifies and is identical to the Posik in Parshish Tzitzis, after they cut it up. But he's reading Parshish Tzitzis. He's taking out a Sefer Torah and reading Parshish Tzitzis. <coughs> He's taking out a Chumash and reading Parshish Tzitzis. So what are you telling me? There's no Shiloh of cutting up this Pasuk. Go some other Pasuk, some other. What's it have to do? He's reading Parshish Tzitzis, Tatazisa. And a Parshish Tzitzis, it's an omission. Which be Pashtus. That's the Svar of the Bnei Bobble, the Mephorshim say. The Bnei Bobble say nothing doing. Vivaldi's laning Parshish Tzitzis, if I recall correctly. The Gereidetzer, or maybe the Maharetz Chayis, the other Mephorshim say. The, the, the Bnei Bobble, what they're doing is logical. But it's not good enough to say you found another Pasuk, so therefore there's no Shiloh. We're reading Parshish Tzitzis, so who cares I found another Pasuk that way? And I'm a Chavim for Parshish Tzitzis. So why is it good enough? So what's Pshat? So really, we have to now go back and try to understand what the Bnei Eretz Yisrael are doing. Why is it for them good enough that they found another Pasuk? What's Pekka Pshat in the Shittim Mikubetzis? So Rav Soloveitchik has this novel approach. And that's him usually. That's like a brisker, you know, anyway. Yeah, call it what you like. His analysis. He claims as follows. <clears throat> I'm recorded? Sorry. I was about to say something, but I'm not. He says as follows. <laughs> he says as follows. Listen to what he says. He says that Bnei Ma'arova learned as follows. We're saying Shema Yisrael. What is Shema Yisrael all about? Kabolas oil Malchus Shamai, right? The Gemara says, 
Shema Yisrael is we're taking upon ourselves the yoke of Hashem, the yoke of heaven. Say Shema Yisrael, the unity of Hashem, and we're saying everyone take up when a Yitzhak Shema Yisrael takes upon himself. Kabbalah, that's the mitzvah. That's when we are, so to speak, the uh, the demonstration and the the, the verbalization of Kabbalah of taking upon ourselves the yoke of Hashem. Yeah, he's our king. Same tells the Malach Melech, etc. Shema Yisrael, Shema Kedusha, Mechav. He's our God. Yeah. And the Gemara goes on to say, and the rest is talking about Kabbalah and mitzvahs, right? The sequence. Talking about mitzvahs. Talking about mitzvahs of Tfilm, mitzvahs of Mezuzah, mitzvahs of Talmud Torah, etc., etc. Mitzvah of Avas Hashem, Yavas Hashem Alokecha, Shinantam Levanecha, etc. That's Kabbalah and mitzvahs. Okay. The parsha of Ayomer is part and parcel of Shema Yisro. <laughs> part and parcel of Shema Yisro, right? So every throughout the, the, the so Vayomer also expresses and demonstrates the Kabbalah So he says the Bnei Marava understood and analyzed Parshas Vayomer that it, there are two dinim in the Kabbalah and that is as follows: There's, You're saying that we take upon ourselves the yoke of Hashem, but in the terminology in the Yeshivish terminology, there has to be a chalois of that Kabbalah In other words, what is it linked to? It can't be airy fairy. It has to be linked to something, some practical application. What is it linked to? It's linked to the mitzvahs. We, how do we express and demonstrate that we've taken upon ourselves the yoke of Hashem, that the chalos of Kabbalah's own Malchor Shamayim, which is this general, so to speak, that we've, we've subjugated, we're his subjects, we express it by what? How do we demonstrate this? That the chalos of this Kabbalah's oil is in the Kabbalah's own mitzvahs, by loving Hashem. Yeah, mitzvahs. Yeah, or mitzvah scissors, or mitzvah tamatara, etc. So, Rav Salavajik says as follows. If you look at Parsha Tzitzis, you will see the Bnei Marava learned, so that's in general the Shema. There's the Kabbalah Sermel Shemaim, the general Kabbalah Sermel Shemaim, and then we're, there's the Chalois of the Kabbalah Sermel Shemaim, and how it's demonstrated and expressed in the, in the acceptance upon, uh, of, uh, of, of the Eden doing and, and, and implementing the Kabbalah soil via, via his mitzvahs, by doing his mitzvahs, okay? The, the, the Parshas Vayomer also has this twofold and comprise of these twofold things, of these two, two aspects, comprised of these two components, so to speak. There's an expression, that's the way the Benemar of learned. There's an expression of Kabbalah soil, Malchus Shamayim. Right? In general, but where is it? What is it linked to? To the mitzvahs. So, where is that expressed? The Kabbalah which is linked to the mitzvahs, that's the mitzvah of tzitzis. Vayoimer has the parsha tzitzis, so that's the Kabbalah and the Chalais is Kabbalah, the Kabbalah mitzvahs, the mitzvah of tzitzis. Parshat. Which, let me just say something. When I saw that piece, I wondered. Is he saying some philosophical things? Is he saying a briskem, I say? Is he making it up? Recorded, yeah? And then I realized it's a Mephurish Tanya. Because if you take out a Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch says when you put on your tzitzis, you put on your talus, you should be mechavim, you should have intent that you be mechavim, mitzvah Hashem, who commanded us to put on tzitzis. That kavona is like all mitzvahs, by every mitzvah. Mitzvah Shrikh's kavona. You do a mitzvah with the right? You have to do it because Hashem commanded you to do, to do in this mitzvah. So it's a regular kavona. He seems to say that there's a kabbalas ol malcha shamayim which is expressed in the mitzvah of tzitzis. Where do you get it from? It's mefurish tanya. Take out a tanya, please be so kind. Just turn around and get me a tanya. And perik mamalaf. This perik, all by mitzvah boys in the Lubavitch yeshivas know it by heart because the mashpim wanted I never did, but all the mashpim wanted that they should study Perik Mamalaf by heart because it speaks about Kabbalah Zemel Shemaim. And that's a precedence to do the mitzvahs. So the Alter Rebbe brings from the Zoyar. It's a Mephurish Zoyar, the Kavon of Mitzvah Sitzis. Look what it says. I read it this afternoon. It's unbelievable. The problem is I should think about it more often, but I don't. Uh, forget it. It's not important. It's not a confession it's session. Recorded. Yeah, I know it's recorded. I'm sorry. But look what Alter Rebbe says. Look what Alter Rebbe says. Look what it says. It speaks about Kabbalah Zemel Shemaim. And it goes on, and in, on page, whatever it is, it says, Uba'atifas tzitzis. He speaks about, learn the peric. It's a gewaltige peric. Uba'atifas tzitzis. Yichaven k'moshikosav b'zoyar. Lahamshich olov malchuso yizborech. Asher himalchus kolo ilomim v'chulu. Liyachto oleinu alidei mitzvah zu. V'hu ki'ing insoin tosim olach You get it? 
So basically, the Tanya mamish details and tells us that mitzvah tzitzis is an expression, is the chalois of the Kabbalah Sayyidina Malchus Shemaim. It's a zoyar. So that's one. But then there's another thing. So, so whoever's interested, every Yid has a Tanya at home. Daf Nun Vav Amud Beis. In the Tanya, Perik Mamalaf. Good. That's the first section. Then he says, the Bnei Marava understood that there's a general Kabbalah Sayyidina Malchus Shemaim. Without the expression of the mitzvahs, right? We, we take upon ourselves the yoke. We, we are a subject. Then we implement the mitzvahs. So then we're actually applying it. But even before the application, there's a general acceptance of the yoke of Hashem, that we are his, we are his subjects and he's our king. And after that, I can take Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is, that's exactly what happens in Rosh Hashanah. We coronate Hashem as the king, right? Then the coronation. We say we are his subjects, we say in the Tfilis. We're his subjects, you're the king. And after Rosh Hashanah, we have to implement it by doing his mitzvahs. So like it says in the Michilta Kablu Malchusai Bachakache Yigzor Alachem Zeris. So there's a, a general mitzvah of Kabbalah Sayyidina Malchus Shemaim. And then there's an expression of the Kabbalah Sayyidina Malchus Shemaim when we do the mitzvah. Can I ask a question? Why do we have to go all the way to the tzitzis? Why can't we just go to the part? Why can't you say the talking about Pasha's Vayemir now. Yeah, 100%. You're right. In, in Vahoyim Shemayi, it's like in the Mitzvah of Vahoyim Shemayi. Look at Pashas Vahoyimer now. Yeah, but you don't even have to get to there initially but, because you've got it all But Vahoyimer is also part of the Shema. So we have that twofold. We're talking, we're discussing Vahoyimer. You're right. I, we said it before. In Vahoyim Shemayi, that's the general Kabbalah Sayyidim Mitzvah. The Gemara says that. That the first parish is Kabbalah Sayyidim Shemayi. And the expression of the Mitzvah is the Mitzvah of Shishantim Vanecha, says Rav Soloveitchik, or the Mitzvah of Avas Hashem. The other mitzvahs too, so that's an expression of Kabbalah Sayyidim We're talking about Parshas Vayomer now. Vayomer is part and parcel of the Shema. So it, the Vayomer is also, has this twofold, these two components. In Vayomer Shema it also has. But let's talk about Vayomer. That's what's relevant to us as we're learning. So we're saying in Vayomer we have these two components. We have a component of mitzvah sisis, which that is an expression of the Kabbalah Sayyidim because it's part and parcel of the Shema. It also has, an expression of it is, it is segregated from the mitzvah of sisis. In other words, it also expresses the general ingen of Kabbalah Zerman Shemayim. So the Bnei Marav understood when we say Parsha Sitzes is part and parcel of that Parsha, then we have the total, the two components, the Kabbalah Zerman Shemayim, and also how it's expressed in the Mitzvah of Sitzes. But we can also see Parsha's Vayomer without the Parsha Sitzes. Cut out Parsha Sitzes. What remains of that Parsha? Look at what remains. What remains is as follows. That's That's the general Kabbalah Malchus Shemayim. It's not detailed. It's not defined in what way, in what form, in what fashion. That's the general Kabbalah Malchus Shemayim. Okay? So the Bnei Marova, that's what the Shita says in the Rav Soloveitchik, the, the Shita Mekubetzes is wondering where do we find such an expression in Chumash of a verse where we, there's just the Kabbalah Sayyidina Malchus Shemaim without it being linked to any mitzvah. So the Posuk is Yudches, this Posuk. Here we have a Posuk in the Torah. Hashem says, Dabrel Bnei Yisroel, Vamarta Aleim Ani Hashem Elokechem. And Rashi says, And Rashi says, Ani Yushal Marta Bissina, Anoichi Hashem Elokecha, Vikibalta Malechem Malchusai. So it's very clear that this Posuk is conveying the general Kabbalah Sayyidina Malchus Shemaim, that we're your subjects, you're our king. So therefore, the Bnei Marava said we can that the, this is the way Bnei Marava learns. Says Rav Soloveitchik that when Hakadosh Baruch Hu said Parshas Vayomer, he gave us two ways how to read Parshas Vayomer. There's an ifen of reading Parshas Vayomer with the Parshas Tzitzis. There's another way where Hashem tells us you can read Parshas Vayomer at night without Parshas Tzitzis, and it's not out of hand because there's another pasuk. Where Torah tells us and Torah presents that there's a reading of reading it in such a way. When we read it to Parsha Sitzis, there's an expression of the Kabbalah Zemal Shamayim with the Chalois of the Mitzvah Sitzis. When there's no Mitzvah Sitzis, so there's a general Kabbalah Zemal Shamayim. So basically, Rav Soloveitchik says, when the Shittim Mikubetzah says we have another Pasuk, it doesn't mean to say, no, of course, he's Muhammad for Parsha Sitzis. And the Shittim Mikubetzah says, but what's, why, with what right do we have to be Muhammad in Parsha Sitzis and read Parsha Sitzis in this form and fashion and cut out the Mitzvah Sitzis? Isn't it 
written the Pesach up? So he says, no. It's not like, to Moshe Rabbeinu Lechatechile said the Pesach in such a way, in two ways. One way you can read it this way, and one way you can read it with other Marshall stitches. There's a permission of Moshe Rabbeinu. Where do you find such a thing? That's what the Shittimah is coming to say. You find it here. That's Rav Soloveitchik. And we're moving on. Here we come to the Rogat This is all the side issues. Now the Rogat says, I'm just going to say one vote of the Rogat because like I say, I, I'm not sure if I got it. But let me just introduce to you what he says. A couple of words. And that is as follows. He says, what, what's the issue? We have a machlux between Bnei Marov and Bnei Eretz Yisrael. If Omar Ta'alem is part and parcel of the Shema. What is called beginning? So the Bnei Eretz, the Bnei Babel said, you know, if you say, Dabo Bnei Sov, Omar Ta'alem, you're in trouble. You have to finish the whole thing. The Bnei Eretz Yisrael said, no worries. You can say, Dabo Bnei Sov, Omar Ta'alem. No worries. You can stop there. And the Gemara makes it clear that they argued is it regarded as beginnings? Did you begin the parasha or did you not begin the parasha? The Bnei Eretz Yisrael held it's not called beginning of the parasha. The Bnei Baba held it is beginning of the parasha. What's going on? So, if you look back a moment and take the Rajba at, you know, externally, just the way what he says, what did the Rajba say really? Because you didn't start so you didn't start the parasha. Right? So here we go. Listen to, we'll follow on to that, what the Rogachovra says. I think we'll appreciate it better that way in the light of the Rajba. He brings to our attention, the Gemara says in Masech Tosaita, there's an argument. The Parsha Soita, it says in the Torah, you have to write the Parsha Soita and a Megillah Soita. Right? There's a Megillah Sester, right? And then there's a Megillah Soita. Yeah? Megillah Soita is, you take the section of the Torah, where the Torah writes about what's going to be with this promiscuous woman, and you write it on a piece of parchment, and you have to write it with all the halachas, like the Gemara says, and then you dip it into the Mayim in the holy waters, and then the ink is erased, and then you give the woman to drink it, and then the whole procedure of the Chumash. Yeah? What do you write on that Megillah? This is a Machlokas in the Mishnah, and it's a Machlokas in the Gemara. What is written on there? So in the Chumash it says you should write the Chosav in Parshas Nosoi. It says the Chosav es ha'olois ha'ele basefer. You should write. It says that she's being cursed. She's going to be cursed. The tzafsa bitna v'nafla yerecha. All what will occur to her, to her stomach and to her the whole system, right? So the Torah describes what's going to happen to her. So all those curses are written. That's what it says. The Chosav es ha'olois ha'ele basefer. All of these have to be written on a parchment, like a mezuzah, like a film or whatever. And that's what he raised. That's what's erased in the Chumash. There's an argument in the Gemara. Is a machlokes between the tanoim. Do you also write additional sections, and that is called tzavois, tzavois v'kabois? The sections in the Torah where the Torah says the Torah says There's a section where the Torah, where, where the Chumash says the procedure is the koyen makes or accept upon herself an oath, right? Under oath. He makes, he says to her, that if you did so-and-so and so, you'll be cursed. And if you didn't do so-and-so, we'll be fine. Right? And then, and you, because of this, so-and-so will happen. So the question is, do we also put in that section where it says that he tells her, right? He commands her, and he says, Hashem makes her, and the Koyen says to her, Hashem says, if you will do so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so will happen. So there are two parts there. One thing, the Torah says, the actual curse. Right? So that has to be written in the part, on the parchment. Question is the other parts, the tzavois, that he's commanded to do so and so to the woman. That section, does that also, also be part and parcel of that safer or not? Of that safer, of safer, of Megillah Soita, of the Vokosav. So the Rogachavah, there's a machlokah, some say yes, some say not. The Rogachavah says, what do you see from that Gemara? And the Gemara also, later on in the Sechta Brochus, derives from this Gemara also different halochas in relation to how to write tzitzis and film, uh, mezuzah and film. Okay, because here it says Vekosab, and here it says Vechsaftem, etc. Basically, the Rogachovah says, from this Gemara you see that there's an argument how to interpret when the Torah says, write this Megillah for the Soita. Do we write only the initial thing which will occur? Or do we also write the section which Hashem commands the Koyen to tell her what's going to happen? The command of Hashem to the Koyen. There's a Machloik in Gemara. Says the Rogachovah, this is precisely the argument between the Bavli and the Yerushalmi. Because what is the question? What is regarded? Everybody agrees that that is the mitzvah. That is the core issue of this, of Parsha Sitzis. So when a Yid there is talking about writing, here we're talking about reading, right? So, so let's identify reading with writing. Says the Rogachover, by reading, what is Pshat you're reading Parsha Sitzis? You're reading Vayoyim. 
If you say, you're actually reading about the tzitzis. Like over there, the woman is being cursed, right? That's the, the, the gist of the parasha. And here, the gist of the parasha is the mitzvah tzitzis, like the, the Rajma says. Yeah? What comes preceding to that? That's Hashem's tzivuy. That's Hashem's tzivuy to Moshe Rabbeinu. That identifies to the Hishbiya Oysa HaKoyen, says the Rogachover. Says the Rogachover, just like over there. When the Torah says, the Chosav right, and we have to establish a Megillah. So the question is, is the Tzavo the commandment, the command of Hashem to the Koyen, part and parcel of that Sefer, of that Megillah, or is it not? The same argument is here too, is what Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, command the Eden about the Tzitzis, is that part and parcel of the Mitzvah Tzitzis or not? The identical case. So if, according to the opinion there, that the Hishbiyo is a koyin, the Tzavo is a part and parcel of the gist of the curse, like part of the Megillah Soitus, I had too. The Vahamartamayim is part of it. And the other opinion holds that it's not so, and that's the argument based on here. That's one thing he says. Another thing, uh, it seems that he goes on to want to say another approach, and that's what he seems to conclude with, and that is as follows. He says, uh, even if we'll accept to say that we don't incorporate tzavos, it has to be part and parcel of the mitzvah, and only that makes up the Megillah Soite, and only that makes up the parshas, the parshas tzitzis, the question is, what is va'omarta aleim? Is it merely a tzavo, or is it part and parcel of the mitzvah? And that's the argument. And he brings to our attention the known Gemara Mesechti Yevamas and Rashi brings it in Chumash in parshas Vayikra. It says, emer, Parshas Emer, Emer Lebnei Yisroel, Emer La Emer Aram, what's the Lashon of the Chumash? I'm sorry. Emer La Koyan Ibnei Aram, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbein, Emer La Koyan Ibnei Aram, Va'amarta Aleyim. Say to the Koyan Ibnei Aram, Va'amarta Aleyim. So the Gemara asks, what is the double expression, Emer Va'amarta? Says the Gemara, Emer is the din of the, the, tell the, uh, the adults, that the adults have to make sure that the minors also follow the mitzvah. Says the Rogachover <coughs> that he doesn't explain himself, he's like half words, and he says, therefore, based on that, here too, if Va'amarta, here, because there's a double expression, it says, Daber al Bnei Yisrael, So again, here too, it seems like there's a double expression, like Emer Va'amarta. It says Daber, there it says Va'amarta. So if we're going to learn that Va'amarta is Lahazir, like in the case of Lahazir G'dele Malaktanim, that the adults are obliged to also look after that the minors do the mitzvah. So here too, what, what does that tell us? That tells us that it's not a side issue. It's part and parcel of the mitzvah, right? That's from the, the structure of the mitzvah, the makeup of the mitzvah is that number one, you do the mitzvah sits yourself, and number two, there's also an additional halacha that the adult has to look after the minor, so to speak. So he says, because we found in the shas that the double expression is coming to tell you, Vamarta is coming to tell you a special halacha, which is, so to speak, an essential part of the mitzvah, right? So here too, we can also learn that way. He doesn't bring really what is the halacha derived from Vamarta. He just says in general, this additional expression is telling us something essential to the mitzvah. Now if that's the case, that may be the difference between the Bavli and the Yerushalmi. The Bavli is of the opinion, and we find throughout the Bavli with many different Gemaras, where you find that from the words where there's a double expression, we derive halachas which are essential to the parsha. So Hetu Vaamarta is maybe alluding to a halacha which is essential to the parsha. So according to that, the Bavli claims that if you start reading Vaamarta, you're stuck. Because as if you, it's as if just like Vaosolo and Tzitzis. If you start reading the parsha Tzitzis, it's started. There's no question. So the same goes for Vaamarta because it's a halacha which is derived from this extra expression which is essential to the parsha. That's where the Bavli learned Vaamarta is like part and parcel of the parsha that's called Haskola. You've started to read the parsha Tzitzis. Hashem in the Yerushalmi learned Valmarta is merely, so to speak, an expression, but without deriving any special halachas which is essential to the parsha. Therefore, for them, it's not regarded as a Haskola. Have a good night and a good Shabbos. Thanks for coming. Bye.